space. Well, not really. Take two. Here, in the Mitten State, welcome to Code 47, bringing you all things Star Trek, spanning the quadrants, the best things since the neutral zone. And we are back. Episode 43 of the Code 47 podcast. Aaron is already trying to interrupt me. Oh, my God. We are off the rails already, but that's okay. Uh, Charlie Carden, uh, Trek Lord of West Michigan, now officially my paperwork went through, uh, coming at you. Uh, here, as always, with my two delightful co-hosts put together by a transporter accident. That is Commander Raren. Uh, Rich and Aaron, how are you guys this afternoon? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, I think it's already covered that I'm doing great. Don't you hear it from the sound of my voice? <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly, I was checking a work email while you oh did that part. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's for the passion of the craft, but there's other things that pay the bills that have to get in as well. Uh, well, and Rich, how about you? I'm have doing fun. good. I also like the fact that when we went through this transporter accident, I got a promotion to commander from lieutenant. So I I'm was fine. Thinking, I was totally thinking fine. of calling you lieutenant commander, but then that's a promotion for you and a demotion for Aaron, and I don't right. know how fair that is. Why is that a demotion for me? Because lieutenant commander is a rank step below commander. Yeah, but I, I call lieutenant commander lieutenant. Oh, most people call lieutenant commander a commander, like, yeah, like, like Data or Geordi. I yeah. don't. Well, all right. Then it's Lieutenant Commander Raren. So, question. Yes. W was it like a Brundlefly incident that put us together, or... I don't know. Guys... Who, are you asking me if you were both naked when it happened? Because no, I don't no, no. Think... Like, is one of us a baboon in this scenario? I don't know. Like, uh, Well, Rich, I think you already know the answer to that question, so nice try. I shouldn't talk about Aaron like that. That's not... Oh, come on! Let's, let's get on to business. We wrapped up talking about uh, the Discovery uh, Season 3 in our last episode, so we are 100% current with that. Um, but looking down the road, thinking about Strange New Worlds, uh, the upcoming show that's going to be about <clears throat> uh, the Enterprise before James C. Kirk. And so during the, you know, the six years before that, six, seven years before that, when Christopher Pike was the captain of the Enterprise, which we saw in season two of Discovery, we thought we would go back and revisit the unaired pilot, the lost pilot. And as I wrote in the notes of this episode, was it lost for a reason? We're going to talk about that. But in, in 1964, <laughs> uh, it's well chronicled that, uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry, who had been a writer in Hollywood for many years after you know, serving honorably in World War II, after being a police officer in Los Angeles, he wanted to get into the business. And he envisioned a uh, not quite a wagon train to the stars, which is what the show became when a second pilot was made that had you know William Shatner and a fist fight and a god thing and the laser beams and blah, blah, blah. This was a little bit more... It's cerebral, and it's we want to have a cerebral, you know, adventure, and we have a wacky cast of characters, whatever. So he wrote this uh, this pilot for this space adventure called The Cage, cast Jeffrey Hunter, who would later be Jesus Christ, uh, the king in the King of Kings, uh, cast his future <laughs> wife Majel Barrett as his first officer, number one, a woman on the bridge, but we'll get to that later, and a weird alien dude with pointed ears, originally painted, uh, originally he was either painted. Green or black, and they said that makeup is not going to work out. So they just let him be a regular old white guy. Um, that was a uh, Donald Wiener. Donald, <laughs> yes, Donald <laughs> Wiener. Um, 
but yeah, this this pilot was produced in 1964. Uh, the execs at CBS gave it a major thumbs down, uh, but they did the unheard of move of giving uh, you know Roddenberry the thumbs up to try it again, where he did make, as I had said, uh, uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before, which introduces James Kirk and blah, blah, blah. Spock was the only character who survived from pilot one to pilot two. Uh, all the footage from the cage, uh, or a good chunk of it, was uh, redone into a first season episode of TOS called The Menagerie, where our folks watch the cage on TV. So it's what's a, it's a meme that I saw. It's a it, it's an episode of Star Trek where people in Star Trek are watching an episode of Star Trek, <laughs> which I adore. But let's get right on into it. So uh, we have a summary here. It's long as hell. But I bet if you guys take it paragraph by paragraph, it won't be so bad. So, Aaron, I'm going to I'm going to refuse to recap this piece of crap episode. Okay, so Rich, why don't you go first? And we'll take <laughs> Wait, <it>. what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll get uh, into it. Come on now, go uh, on. Now, now you know what's coming. Oh, okay. right. I, I can't you, wait. If you if you start, I'll do them here and there. Uh, I guess. Okay, all right. I might ad lib a little bit. I think you should. Oh, I think it'll make it very show, funny. We don't do that. It's nah, all very it's all very scripted. There's no rails to this show. What are you talking about? No rails. The USS Enterprise, under the command of Captain Christopher Pike, receives a radio distress call from the fourth planet in the Talos star group. A landing party is assembled and beamed down to investigate. Tracking the distress signal to its source, the landing party discovers a camp of survivors from a scientific expedition that has been missing for 18 years. Amongst the survivors is a beautiful young woman named Vina. Of course, all of this makes perfect sense. Plus, doesn't the Tallow Star Group sound like it was the name Jefferson Starship had before they made it big? Tallow Star Group at the State Fair. Uh, and yeah, an expedition of dudes, a bunch of dudes, and one of them's a hot chick, but otherwise they're a bunch of old dudes. Doesn't it feel like a setup? Felt like a setup to me, and I saw it when I was 10 years old. I don't know. Aaron? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Is that all? That's all we get? It's awful? Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. Okay. okay. I guess you get – I'll read the next one then, Aaron. We'll, we'll leave you it out gets, of the recaps because I, I, don't, I don't want you to hurt yourself. It, it only gets worse. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Captivated by her beauty, Pike is caught off guard and is captured by the Telosian, a race of humanoids with big bulbous butt heads. Uh, okay. It doesn't say that. Uh, who live beneath the planet's surface. It is revealed that the distress call, the crash survivors except for Vina, are all just illusions. I'm shocked. Uh, created by the Telosians to lure Enterprise – to the planet. While in prison, Pike uncovers the Telosians' plans to repopulate their ravaged planet using him and Vina as breeding stock for a race of slaves. Because all women want this man, apparently. Well, <laughs> you know what? He does have pretty blue eyes. Rich, you're up. I don't think that this is a matter of whether or not they want him. <laughs> right. I think that this was a... Uh, um, I don't know, like a Hills Have Eyes 2 situation. But anyway... Uh. But anyway, go on. The Telosians use their power of illusion to try and interest Pike in Vina and present her in various guises and settings, first as a Regillian princess, a loving and compassionate farm girl, then a seductive, green-skinned, ultra-famous Orion. Ugh. Yeah. Pike resists, <laughs> Pike resists all forms. After an earlier landing party failed to gain entry from the surface, six members of the Enterprise crew prepared to beam into the Telosians' underground complex, but only the Pike's women. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the women. But only Pike's first officer and yeoman, both women, materialize in Pike's cell after the after uh, to offer further temptation. By then, however, 
Pike has discovered that the primitive human emotions can block Telosians from ability to read his mind, and he manages to escape to the surface of the planet along with the two members of his landing party. Yeah, Spock's reaction, <laughs> that whole the women thing, was hysterical. I, I, I mean, I'm it's it's pretty that. hard to get away from that line, and then Pike's line in, in you know in, in the opening scene of that, like, well, the you know he has a new yeoman who's the yeoman yeah. Colt, who's one of the women who gets beamed down, and somebody's chatting him up. He's like, yeah, she does an okay enough job. I just can't use to ha- get used to having a woman on the bridge. I mean, then, these dames and these broads over here no, on the bridge, good. right? Gabagoo, what's going on? Wow, uh, and God. then, yeah, then Major Barrett, <laughs> as number one, looks over. She's XO, and she's like, well, it's you know, it's not the same as you, number one. Like, you know, you're not a woman. It's, oh. It's wow. be- because because you're smart. Yeah, you're smart. Mm. You're smart. You're not sexy because. You're not just a yeoman. Because, well, you're, yeah. you're not only considered a woman because you're intelligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he's basically saying. Right. Boy. Oh, my goodness. All right. So Aaron, progressive. Hey, are you warmed up to the point that you feel like you can handle reading one of these paragraphs, or do you where, want to keep Where going? did I don't know where we left off. Well, it's, uh, we're par- uh, what are we three paragraphs down? Three paragraphs. Paragra- so, no, paragraph four. four. Yeah. Okay. The Telosians confront Pike and his companions before they can transport back to the Enterprise. The captain tries to negotiate, but the first officer sets her weapon on a buildup to overload. Pike and Vina move closer to her, agreeing with her preference for death rather than captivity. After all, as Vina explains, if the Telosians have even one human being, they might try again. This demonstration of fatal resolve confirms what the Telosians have been gleaning from the records they've accessed from the Enterprise's computers. The human race despises captivity far too much to be useful. We don't want to live in a zoo. Wow. (laughs) There's your life lesson. Holy cow. I'm already uncomfortable enough with zoos. Like I, I don't go to zoos or aquariums because I feel uncomfortable there. Because I don't feel like I should be oogling over these captive animals. Right. I'm not. I, I'm not necessarily saying I think they're wrong or they're evil. I'm conflicted on the whole thing, but I personally don't subject myself to it. So right. this, this was. I was like, yeah, you know what? They should put human beings in zoos. <laughs> they, they should or they should not. Oh, they, they should. should. Yeah, but, go ahead. but well, they don't like it, so they're going to blow themselves up. When the eventual ape uh, rising takes place, we'll be putting zoos. It'll be fine. Yeah, didn't we'll you? Get there. You know, Chuck Heston led the way, and then eventually he met uh, he meets Captain Kirk, uh, courtesy of the Tipton brothers, who have been on this very program. See, it all comes around. Name and drop. Then, and name he, drop. And then he joins the NRA. And, yeah. <laughs> and now the best part dead. about Charlton Heston is he always talks through his teeth like this. Damn dirty apes. All right, who's next? I'll I'll go it. Not it. Okay. Not it. (laughs) Despite their last hope having been proven unsuitable, the Telosians are not vengeful. They let the humans go. The first officer and yeoman beam up immediately, but Pike remains behind with Vina, urging her to leave with him. Vina explains that she cannot leave an expedition that had that in or excuse me, an expedition had indeed crash landed on Talos Four. Vina was the sole survivor, but was badly injured. The Telosians were able to save her, but as they had no understanding of human physiology or aesthetics at the time, she was left horribly disfigured. With the aid of the Telosians' illusions, that's a fun little pair of words to say, she is able to appear beautiful and in good health, much to herself as as much to herself as to any others. What does that say about vanity? Holy crap. And, and you know what? I love it to say every – what does she say? She says, uh, I was horribly injured. Uh, they had no guide to put me back together, but everything works. 
Yeah. <laughs> is that a sexual reference? Cause it is. It is. I mean, she did. Yeah, she's a little humpback. Yeah, she's still the oven. She's not. <laughs> you know, right before I had watched this, I was watching some documentary on Amazon Prime about a bus crash that ha- the bus caught on fire and it was filled with kids. Oh, Jesus. And I think, Jesus. I think oh, my God. from a church and they went to like some oh. amusement park. And this like, was a documentary or this was a Blumhouse film. I mean, what the hell? No, no, it was a documentary. They talked to the survivors and they're all they were all kids. They're adults now. And they're talking about their experiences. And this one guy, his face is just completely messed up from this accident. So then so when I was actually watching this episode and I mean, I had watched them back to back because I was like, oh, I got to stop watching this now so I can watch the cage. Um I thought, you know what? Maybe I would do the same thing. You would, be, I mean, do, you would just be a humpback and go for it. Yeah. Oh, do do what no, she did. Just want to, yeah, I would do be what an she illusion. Did. Yeah, you, you prefer I, the illusion. I felt so much compassion for this guy because he he's. I mean, his face was melted off. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I I would I would admit that if I had a choice between having an illusionary no face and then being just like the red skull and being all blue, I I wouldn't want that. I I I'm, I mean I'm I'm totally. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that I feel that way, but I, mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. People, you know what? People people judge things in a lot of cases by what they see. It's the human nature. So, you know, you see it, you believe it. So that's all right. All right. Well, let's take this home and then we'll we'll do a more full breakdown here at the end. Okay. Oh, I'm want, Yeah. Okay. Realizing that, uh, that the continued Telosian illusion of health and beauty was necessary for Vina – Pike is ready to return to the Enterprise without her. In an act of goodwill, the aliens show him that Venus sees an image of Pike next to her, and they walk up to the entrance that takes them into the Telosian habitat. Pike then beams up, and the Keeper's closing words, she has an illusion, that, and you have reality. May you find your way as pleasant. That's a nice send-off, don't you think? I don't know that it's really a life lesson, <laughs> because, you know, especially in... The modern world of, you know, VR and, you know, home grocery delivery and, you know, and, and delivery pizza, whatever, people not having to leave their homes, particularly post-COVID, you know, it's the message seems to be a little bit more like you can be at home and have everything you like and not have to go out in the real world. Uh, may you find that as pleasant. I don't know if that's a great message, but it seems a little more salient kind of this day and age, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I, I don't like the I don't like the sentiment behind it, which is basically, well, I hope I hope your life is as good as an illusion. What? Yeah, right. Like, exactly. I, mm, I don't know. There's some sort of like philosophical breakdown there. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that sentiment, I, I don't know. And I think all of these things overall is why the people on NBC watched this and said, "This this is this is this is gobbledygook. We're not going to put this <laughs> on the air." They I had don't to come blame back. them. It was soft. No, it well, was. They it was had, terrible. Yeah, they had to come back with a with a more simple of. Of you know William Shatner does Kirk Fu against his best friend who thinks he's a god creature and then you know fire uh, his laser beam at a rock so that it crushes him and they had to have it be more like that for it to to pass muster. I'll and take Kirk over this Pike any day. Wow, that's yeah. wow because now, I, that's huge. I like Discover- Pike. I, I like now, Pike. Discovery Pike. I mean, I mean, we had a baby together. I love him. <laughs> I'd take him any day, but not this one. This guy just got on my nerves. I hated his face. 
I just, yeah, I wanted them to, like, keep him in that cage forever. Mm-hmm. So there, can I, I, I might call this episode, I like Pike, question mark? <laughs> so the, there's something to this, though. I My godmother, who is the person who got me right, into yeah, Star yeah. Trek, she loved Jeffrey Hunter, loved him. So I, I, I personally find him very handsome. He's got great hair. He's got nice eyes. Sorry, I think he's. That's... I think he's all right. He's not Anson Mount handsome though. You know that's no, the thing. No, like, not no. even close. Yeah, I have like... a baby with Anson Mountain. I don't have a reproductive system that would produce a baby. <laughs> but you'd try, right, Charlie? Maybe. <laughs> Is he on your on your hall pass list? Yeah. Yes, I guess he would be. Yeah, the alt list. I suppose he'd be the Look. dude. Look, it was Bradley, always, it was, Bradley Cooper's on my uh, my L Hall Pass list if I had it, one. So it was really? it was always, it was always Tom Selleck before. He's a pretty man. Yeah, a- as is Tom Selleck or Harrison Ford. But I digress. Tom Selleck's got that stash though. Oh uh, well, yeah, well, a little tickler. So anyway, <laughs> um, so we've covered a lot of the highs. We've covered a lot of the lows. Is there anything else to add to the list? Highs and lows. Yeah. I, I mean, I can list a lot of lows if you'd like me to. I would love to hear you list a high, something that you liked. I didn't like anything about this. It was a piece of crap. Wow. <laughs> the, not even Spock? Even Spock you didn't like? No. He I didn't get to do anything. I know yeah, he was, that. He, he was, was very, barely he, in it. He was very unspockly, too. He, he was, was the so. Uhura of the, of this. I oh, do he have, really was. I do have one high. Okay. This episode was such a piece of dilapidated sloppy knob <laughs> cheese that when they rewrote this they came back somehow making it less sexist if that's even possible you're talking about when they rewrote it to be in the menagerie so they cut out like this most sexist parts of it but they really did <laughs> i think we found the title to the episode though dilapidated knob cheese i mean I just not can I put I I just I, I'm I'm sort of cautious about putting stuff like that in the title. I I, I will say one thing. For I said myself. sloppy knob cheese. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. it's the knob cheese part of it. I'm kind of struggling with. But oh. I, I I will say one thing for a high. There is there's a, a there's a scene early on in the episode. Pike is in his cabin, and I love it how he's looking at his iPad, but it's two clipboards stuck together on yeah. like a three-ring binder. That's great technology. <laughs> so he's sitting there, and uh, Boyce, who's the CMO, comes in, and they're having a chat. He makes him a martini, which also seems very 50s, 60-ish. Yeah. But he gives him this, uh, you know, the, the Boyce gives him this great speech about doctors and bartenders, and he says, uh, he says this line that, to be honest with you, I've, I've kind of lived my life by because I've been through some tough times. I've been divorced twice. It was horrible. I lost a kid last year. So I've been through some tough stuff. You guys know this about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going through some tough stuff right now with, with, with my son. You guys know that, too. Um, he gives this speech where he talks about, and you know, I would love to be able to quote it right now, but it's going to escape me. But he talks about how a man either faces life, takes it on as it is, or he turns his back on it and starts, starts to wither away. And Pike says, now you sound more like a doctor, bartender. And boy says, take your pick. We both get the same kind of customers, the living and the dying. I love that speech. I think it's one of my favorite Star Trek speeches, hands down, of all of Star Trek. And you're right. This episode is outdated and outmoded to the hilt with a lot of sexist, stupid bullshit. I got you. But Um, you know what? They had to... They had to go back to the drawing board, and do you know what they brought us? They brought us a black woman. Mm-hmm. They yep. brought us an Asian man. Yep. So this being a piece of crap isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
Yeah, you're right. The execs at NBC looked at it and said, this is a bunch of hoity-toity bullshit. You know, Give us something that people want to watch because it obviously wasn't this. Because you know, not that I'm trying to put a lot of stock in the brilliance that is NBC because they were the people that canceled the show. Then six months later, uh, Nielsen revised the ratings and turned out that Star Trek was the biggest show of all time and they were morons to cancel it. Yeah, I'm not going to say the people at NBC are brilliant. However, they were they were definitely right about this <laughs> because this was this was not. I would say the legacy to the franchise, which is the other subnote I have, is that it was so bad that it made Roddenberry. It's like be, it made him be made him be best from a former first lady. Eesh. He had he had to be best. It's cringy. <laughs> so I wonder. You know, you you mentioned that this was unprecedented that there would be a second pilot that they would authorize a second pilot and you're right that it was it still is even now they don't they don't do that right but what do you think they saw in this that was worthwhile to have him say oh to have them say to him go back to the drawing board bring us something better and we'll reconsider it was you, it's a it's a damn fine question it certainly wasn't the diversity of the cast aka right. an, old, an old wooden sailing ship because it was all it was all whiteies Right. Um, even though the, the the helm officer, who was obviously a white guy with blonde hair and blue eyes, his name was Jose Tyler. Oh, that's very <laughs> ethnic. Um, I, you know what? That's a damn fine question. Aaron, what do you think? What, why do you think they gave him a second chance? I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with um, him having friends and being friends with Lucille Ball. Who knows? Lucille yeah. Ball r- really, really is the godmother of Star Trek. Rich, that's yep. a damn, that's a damn fine question, and I and I will uh, say two things. We should, uh, we should all look into it ourselves, or better yet, at Secret Friends U on Twitter. If you know the answer, if you've got the key to this deal, and you're listening to the show, drop us a tweet. I would like to know. I've never, I've never really considered that, Rich. You actually, you, you kind of stumped the master here. I'm uh, <laughs> not, obviously referring to myself in the third person. I'm impressed. I would, I would really like to know who it was who saw this and said, you know, it kind of sucks, but I think there's something with this. You know, Spock was the only thing that survived. So it was, mm-hmm. did people love Leonard Nimoy? Did the pointed ears sell the deal? Who knows? I can't, I can't, I can't say. It'd be funny if it was the fact that Leonard Nimoy was all smiley throughout the whole episode. They were like, I like him. He's got a nice smile. Bring him I back. Know. And then they brought him back and he never smiles again. They're they like, like, um, uh, we're going to cancel a, this shit. Wait a minute here. <laughs> let's, let's cancel this three times before the cancellation sticks. Right. Okay. Final thoughts, ratings from one to 10. Aaron, I don't need to ask. Is there a negative number low enough <laughs> for you to give this episode? What a piece of crap. <laughs> is, is, is piece of crap a number? She's it not, is no. now. Look, this one piece of craps to up to ten piece of craps, right? Right. One crap to ten craps. How many craps? I don't give one crap about this episode. <laughs> Richie, how about you? Well, I'm not quite ready to let this one go yet. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Oh, the, by all means. The the um they had gesture based science controls. Right. How cool was that? Like, I, I don't remember seeing this. I, I know I've seen this before. What do you think would remember. happen if you stuck your middle finger up at him? Oh, yeah. What I would hope would happen, of course. Okay. They but, would go fuck themselves. Yeah, basically. Right. <laughs> Just, it's exactly what I hope happens every time I stick my middle finger up at whoever, you know? You know, jet, gesture based controls could be a different name for this episode. I like <laughs> Pike and the gesture. I, I like Pike and gesture based controls. Well, I just thought that was pretty forward thinking for the 60s. And then, of course, they dropped it. But then they kind of brought that back in Discovery. We had gesture based controls in Discovery. Maybe a nod to the cage a little bit. I don't a know. No- a, a, a knob to the cage a little bit. A knob. No, nod, nod. Like a hello. Nod, like, nod. like doctor, 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 over, under, over, under. 
Right. This episode was a piece of crap. <laughs> I think I think you've mentioned that. Rich, any further thoughts before you give your rating? Uh, Jeffrey Hunter at one point says that he's not they're not gonna he's not gonna sing for his supper, but but in a meta way, he technically was singing for his supper. He was performing for his supper, wasn't he? Right. He sure was. Quite literally. That's anyway, I'm good. My my rating on this, I would say probably uh yeah, I'm gonna give it like a I'm gonna give it like a three craps because it did it was the predecessor to what would come which of course would be where no man has gone before which set us off on this whole path without that without this we wouldn't even be here talking about this rich have you ever rated something lower than this episode <sighs> do we have a low yeah there, there was a low rate we haven't done a jj movie but what you didn't do star trek 5 with us but uh, if i rated that? if i rated star trek 5 i would rate star trek 5 a 4 Four craps, I would say four probably. Craps. Yeah. <laughs> um, or no, four marshmallows. I would give it four marshmallows. Four marshmallows. Yes. Yeah. No. I'm I'm sorry you didn't get the chance. If we do this okay. show long enough, we'll come back around and do things. So just 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 <laughs> just hold on to that. I'm gonna say that uh, I'm with Rich in so much that yes, this did lead to everything else, and that's a value. But the speech that I mentioned has so touched me, not in a bad way not in a sexual way, um, that um, it, it made the episode for me. It kind of taught me a life lesson when I was 10 years old when I saw this. But the story itself and how well the quality of it has aged, I too would give it maybe five craps. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't take any other lessons from this piece of crap. Yeah. No, no I, I did not take any sexist, no women on the bridge, uh, crappy life lessons. So... Anyway, moving along, let's let's grab a couple news stories and then we are off and up out. So John DeLancey, uh, who apparently Rich didn't know who that was. Lies. So. I, of course, knew who he is. <laughs> He's that uh, guy, right? From uh, Bond? Yeah, exactly. Precisely correct. Wait a minute. Bond has a Q as well. Huh? It's not, ah, but and, and they came first. Uh, John DeLancey is talking about his role in Star Trek Picard season two and clarifying a little bit about what Brent Spiner is doing in the show. So uh, we've been keeping track of his, his comments because he's very commentable. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, he's talking about uh, kind of what he's doing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to decode from this, what he says is yeah, he and Patrick have got a lot of bookending scenes and working with Brent and working with Frakes. Is that when Frakes is going to be back in front of the camera? Probably not. But um, I don't know. I've I've had kind of my differences about this from the get go because I'm like, well, how does Q fit in? It doesn't really seem to to fit the mantra of uh, of what the show is going to be like. But you know, Picard might be one of those shows where it just goes in a different direction every season. Um, but anyway, he's saying the character is very different this go round, which I think has got to be pretty paramount. No pun intended. Uh, to vis-a-vis the nature of the show, because Picard is very different. So, you know, you know, reading this over, you guys, what what thoughts do you guys have? So they're going to use data as like just flashbacks, or I mean, they said now we know what he's doing, and then we they don't explain it. So I don't understand. Like the, well, the- but if you think about it, the the teaser trailer that we got is. Time is fractured. All this different shit is happening. You see, you know, Seven of Nine is human and she's married and and all this different stuff. So will they bring Brent Spiner back and just be like, well, Data never died. And so this whole multiverse thing is just it's 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 the new hotness. Everybody's doing it. Data's probably it says it. The the article says he's going to be. 
that was my dog. Sorry. The, uh, the article says that Brent, uh, Brent Spiner is probably not playing data in season two. So my theory on this is that he's actually playing the human version of data from another universe. The surprise son. But there's a surprise son. No, because, in well, because here's the thing, because in, in the very first episode of, of TNG, which we had a watch party on, right. They, uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes, uh, Will, Will Riker refers to Data as Pinocchio. Right. Pinocchio always wanted to be a real boy, so maybe they're going to make him a real boy for once. Because of the shifting time frames, you see this. Oh. I this I get interested in being at how great Loki just was, uh, which we'll be talking about on SFU this next week. So uh, Todd and I are doing a breakdown of the whole series. Um, yeah, it's great to have these kind of possibilities. And again, it's very comic booky because comic books are rich as a lifetime comic book reader. You know, is the same as I do that, you know, so-and-so is dead and 15 issues later, he's back again or he's out mm-hmm. of prison or he's whatever. So Gene Gray has entered the chat. Oh, Gene. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what do you think? Is Q going to be a good fit in season two? The Picard? I, I've, already, I've already told you, I think he's going to be great. Everyone that I've talked to says, oh, I don't know how it'll work. And I'm like, what do you mean? They've, they've been working in all these cameos from people. This will be fine. Right. I love, I love Q. He's my dad's favorite character. So I'm totally. look, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, show. Especially and they don't... if he wears that uh, mariachi band outfit. Oh, that was the, the article from, here. from the episode Q who season three, where he loses his powers. And when he gets him back, he says, I feel like celebrating and gives Riker to, you know, busty looking prostitute women. And he's like, and as in a Sogi, and he says, he says, I want him gone. He said, oh, Riker, you're so stolid. You weren't like this before the beard. And then he gives the women to uh, Worf. Worf. And Worf just looks annoyed because that's all he does. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, this will be great. My guess is that uh, much like last year, we will get – well, Picard came on in beginning of 2020. So I'm feeling like we're going to get Lower Decks followed by Discovery with Prodigy mixed in and then Picard in, in 2022. So maybe like February, March, April. That's my vibe. So we'll we'll see if it pans out. But uh, shifting over to a show of which we also do not have a start date, but 2022 is likely uh, Strange New Worlds, which is tied to this episode that we were talking about, because the three principles are Captain Pike, about four or five years after the events of the cage, plus a young Spock, and then uh, Rebecca Romaine as number one, uh, are branching out. Uh, and leaving Canada because they filmed the show in Toronto and headed for the Southwest. So they're, they're doing some shooting in New Mexico. I know. Uh, I'm looking at this picture right now of these tent rocks. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I know. You know, and again, as you scroll through this article, it's just a lot of, you know, basically it's tour and pictures, tours and pictures. And at the bottom, it's a picture of the rock uh, filming Jumanji. <laughs> the next Those movies, if you're not seeing them, are actually very entertaining. I like oh. the new <laughs> Jumanji movies. No, you disagree. I'm, I'm no, no. There's a there's a if I was I was I was scrolling down you said there's a picture of the rock and there's actually a picture of a rock right before you get to the picture of the rock and I thought that rock out is he making oh, a joke that literally a, what he's trying to do I there think a it? picture I think of a picture of a rock could be a very uh, that would have that would have been a really funny really funny joke yeah but that, but then of course there's there is. Jumanji. I found the the first Jumanji movie, or the well, I guess it's actually technically the second Jumanji movie. I found it okay. Um, my wife really loves it. My son really loves it. The third one, I don't know. It was all right. I liked Aquafine in it. I thought she did a really good Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> oh my god she is i like i think i feel like she's gonna be the only thing to save the shang chi movie because uh, the marvel movie is coming out because i am just not feeling it but i love her and i always i've said this several times on uh secret friends but i used to work with a, a local radio personality her name is jackie green uh is the aquafina is the asian jackie green they look exactly alike so that's just that's just kind of how i think of it i i don't know asian jackie green i love her or or Jackie Green is the white Aquafina. The ca- the Caucasian Aquafina. There, there we go. go. There we go. So, uh, Aaron, any other thoughts? I know you're very enthusiastic. You've spent some time out west in New Mexico, haven't you, for your for your work? I think you've told me or, or thereabouts. I have been there many times. Many times. What what are the what are the most picturesque filming locations in New Mexico? If you were to name like two or three of them. Well, I mean, anything around Sedona is really really nice. But you can also, I mean, there's just so much there. It's it's gorgeous, but it, it most of it looks barren like this, right? Like in these photos. So I mean, it it takes some really great photos, especially if you can go around these like ancient dried lake beds. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at these pictures, and I'm like, man, I want to elope there. <laughs> you should. Hey, you guys ooh. should. You heard ooh. it here for you heard you heard it here first, people. But what you've Aaron. Also- you should do a gender swapped Kirk and Chris should be the Gorn for your wedding. And then Chris, oh, Chris said we're not God. allowed to talk about the wedding until after the summit. Oh, oh, very good. Well, with I keep that, bringing it up. That seems like <laughs> perfect occasion to take us up on out of the show. Aaron, you have the floor. Oh, can I talk about the summit? Yes, you can talk about the summit before you take us out of the show. You get two jobs. Okay, great. So we're having a summit. Um, it's going to be on the 31st. I'm very excited about it. Um, it's all virtual. It's free. There's going to be uh, there's a cosplay contest. It's actually now. It, it's all photo submission. So the categories are Star Trek and not Star Trek. Um, there's some really great prizes for it in the form of gift cards. The top prize is a hundred dollar gift card, and um, all of this is for charity. So. Please sign up for the cosplay if you can't attend the event. The event itself is on the 31st. Uh, lots of stuff, live cosplay judging. Um, we have trivia. We have NASA speakers, two of them, which is going to be really fun. I know Rich is going to do the interview questions, and he's excited about that. Um, yeah, so please come. I'd love it if you came. Aaron, is, awesome. there, is, is there going to be like a like a game show or something like that? Would that be something you might have? Yeah, there is going to be trivia, but there's also going to be auctions for all this really incredible art, uh, Klingon weapons made by a blacksmith um, that I buy my weapons from personally. I know I talk about my weapons buy all the time, <laughs> but now you can have the same Klingon weapons that I have, and there's one weapon that I don't have. It is one of those Andorian ice axes called an Ushan Tor. I yes. know it looks very, very cool, um, but that's up for auction. So, yeah. Well, Aaron, and, before uh, before I edit this down in the show notes, please drop a couple of links in there where people can go to get information about okay. the summit so that they can be prepared to join it. So, yeah, just drop that in the show notes <clears throat> and I will edit this later this week. And by the time that happens, your notes will be in there. But... Uh, let's roll us up on out of here then. Okay. For more information about Starfleet International in Michigan and beyond, please visit Grant Petoskey and Nomad on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Friends, thank you for joining us. Of course, you're listening to the Secret Friends Podcasting Network. This is Code 47. 
We have the Holocron Chronicles, which is about Star Wars, Co-op Mode, which is about video games, and every Friday since 2014, your original guide to the Geek Side, the Secret Friends Unite podcast, Todd Oxford and myself giving you all things geek. All of our episodes and a lot of great original content can be found over at secretfriendsunite.com. You can find all of our podcasts really on the podcast network of your choice, but sfu.com uh, or secretfriendsunite.com is the mother load. Find us over on Twitter at secretfriendsu. Drop us a note. We want to know why did they choose to make a second Star Trek pilot? We don't know. We could go look it up, but I'd love to hear it from somebody. Uh, you can find our stuff over on T Public. What kind of stuff, Aaron, is for sale on T Public? Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask. So T Public, I'm guessing they have T-shirts. Rich, yes. that'll be great. I know you were just talking about how much you love T-shirts and you wanted I, to get some, so you could I go do, here and get yeah. a couple. I love T-shirts. Um, do they have mugs? They do. Talk- get 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 mugs for yourself. Get one from everybody in your family. Get oh my mugs. gosh. What my about God. stickers? I might want to put one on my car. I love stickers. Stickers for all of our different shows and a bunch of other fun stuff. Yes. So wow, that all, sounds great. Totally. Notebooks, uh, magnets, hoodies, onesies for the little kid ones, the little treklets. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, all proceeds from that do actually benefit our network and make things possible. So uh, please go there and support us. Oh, I heard a gasp. Were you going to say something? I have a question. Please. Do they have hats yet? Uh, no, come on. <laughs> got to keep bringing that up. And with Oxford, it'll be hot pants. Knock it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, please go there and support us. Um, and friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you one last time that sharing is caring and to keep on trekking. Kapla. Don't forget about the women.